Newsbreak podcast. Mm, and after such a long time behind the microphone, a very good afternoon to you and welcome to Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. It's exactly five past one. It's great to keep you company this hour. And we're talking about something that is really, really affecting our institutes of higher education and learning. You can remember, you can call us in in studio on 089-310-8789 or you can send us your WhatsApps on the number 071613 7803. Um, Rajan Rajkumar from Cape Town managed to get his comment in quite quickly and he says how many more lives must be lost before the authorities listen one life lost is one too many I'm of the opinion that education in this country must be free in schools and institutes of higher learning well Rajan that's what we're going to be talking about this afternoon what exactly happens on campus and what happened uh, around the country to our campuses that uh, President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa had to mention it in the State of the Nation address do join us on Newsbreak Talk this afternoon, one to two. A life lost as students protest for better education. It's not the first time student protests have erupted into chaos. It's also not the first time their demands have not been met. Society mourns the loss of a young life, but what's the lesson here? Give your views a voice on Newsbreak Talk this Sunday at one o'clock. It's exactly six minutes past one. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM with me, Salma Patel. It's good to keep you company from now until two o'clock. And in studio with me this afternoon, I have Professor Tandwam Tembu, who is from the D- uh, Durban University of Technology, and he is the Vice Chancellor. Professor, welcome to Newsbreak, and thank you so much for giving up your time this Sunday to chat about this important issue. Thank you very much, Salma, for the opportunity to be with you and your listeners. Well, we will be talking to the professor during the course of the program and uh, we welcome your calls and your input. You can call me in studio on 089-310-8789 or you can WhatsApp your messages to me on 071-613-7803. Now, remember I spoke about uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa mentioning this uh, burning issue in the State of the Nation address. Let's take a quick reminder of what the president said in SONA 2019. We are concerned about developments on some campuses right now, especially with regard to reports of violence and intimidation. Of particular concern is the tragic death of Mlungi Simadonsela, a student at the Durban University of Technology. We extend our deepest condolences to his family and call on law enforcement agencies to thoroughly investigate this incident. And we call on student representatives and university authorities to work together to find solutions to the challenges that students are facing. Minister Pando is working persistently to address precisely this problem. And that was President Cyril Ramaphosa speaking at the State of the Nation address um, that was uh, given or presented this week. 
Um, all right, we are going to be speaking to Professor Tandwa Mtembu from the Durban University of Technology. He is the Vice-Chancellor, and uh, it's very good that he does come here and give us the university's perspective at least. We have also invited the DUT SRC President Sesyanda Godlimpi. We're still waiting his arrival in studio. Now, Prof, let's start with you now. Um, wh- when this incident occurred on campus, um, how did management actually respond to this incident, and uh, especially during this time when there was a life lost? My understanding is that uh, those who are responsible for student services, there is an ambulance that was called in to to help. We must also remember that it was not only uh, uh, Mr. Matonsela Mlungisi who had been injured, there is also a staff member who, uh, actually not only that staff member, it was a staff member and another off-duty uh, policeman who had been around the scene who had been injured. So an ambulance was called in to help. But I'm told that the ambulance couldn't quite reach the the scene. Uh, it was held with stones yeah. when it tried to reach the scene. And what I saw is in, in the... <clears throat> And the footage is that then there is a bucky that was uh, used uh, mm. by the students. I don't know whose bucky it was to take him to City Hospital. Mm. And he did uh, try and get life support and, and things like that. But unfortunately, he succumbed to his injuries and passed away. Yes, he was attended to at City Hospital. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, as he arrived there, it couldn't be long before he lost his life. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, Professor what kind of support has been provided to Mlungisi's family at this time? There is a, a delegation, DUT's delegation, that went up to uh, around Nguavuma, Josini area uh, on Wednesday um, to make an assessment on the extent to which the university could, could assist. Um, it would be remiss of me to... Uh, announce here that the university is going to do one, two, three. I, I don't think you do that when somebody's life has been lost because this is not about a transaction. Um, it's simply about the university assisting. By the way, the university does assist um, families of, of our students. Um, uh, we even have an insurance uh, <clears throat> policy that covers uh, our students in times of this, of this nature. So there's been an assessment. There was a meeting that was held by by management on Thursday afternoon, I think around 2 o'clock, uh, to get a report from the delegation that had gone to uh, Josini in Guavuma on Wednesday. And uh, decisions have been taken about the extent to which we will assist the family. Now, Professor uh, uh, Tandwa Mtembu is the DUT Vice-Chancellor who is joining us in studio this afternoon. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can call us in studio on 089-310-8789 or you can WhatsApp your messages to me on 071-613-7803. Rachel Vardy is standing by to take your comments. Now, uh, Professor, just coming back to you quickly, we know that these protests occur well, almost annually. Um, what is the problem now to the point that DUT management and students don't seem to be on the same page all the time? 
Well, first, the context here is that there was this uh, shutdown call in the region for KZN. Uh, so w- whatever comments we are making here, we, 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 we have to remember that context. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, yes, I do agree that uh, DUT, usually at the beginning of each year, there is always some action taking mm-hmm. place. And it, not only in DUT, it happens at most universities. It, it, it also happens at, at most Places of higher education. Yeah. So I think we are facing a difficult situation, which I'm not sure we could say that almost every other vice chancellor or every university is intransigent, doesn't want to listen and so on. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, from the time I came back from leave in January, I've, I've had about three or four meetings with uh, members of the SRC dealing with issues of uh, student housing, mm. issues of NASFAS and registration. So wait, you're telling so us forth. that your door is always open then to, to listening to what students have to say? Yes, when matters get escalated to me, certainly. I would be lying if I said that whenever there is an issue affecting students, I'm the one who deals with it. There are uh, many very competent people at the university who deal with those issues, who escalate issues to me. When and, and sometimes when I see the issue is getting more and more serious, I do uh, uh, ask the managers to organize meetings direct between me and the SRC. Mm-hmm. The last meeting we had was, was, was on Friday, with, uh, Friday morning with the SRC uh, where I was uh, in attendance. Mm. Just a reminder that we did invite the SRC to our program this afternoon. We had uh, confirmation from Sesianda Godlimpi, the DUT SRC president. We are still awaiting um, Mr. Godlimpi's arrival and uh, we will uh, ask him to join the conversation in a little while. That number you can call us on 089-310-8789. It's exactly a quarter past one. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. What we're talking about is students' pro- protesting for better education. Um, they claim that, uh, you know, student protests have erupted into chaos. It's not the first time that their demands have not been met. Unfortunately, at during this time, um, a young life was lost, and that's Mlungisi Madonsela, who was killed in the chaos that happened there at uh, the Durban University of Technology. And President Cyril Ramaphosa even highlighted this in the State of the Nation address. Professor, just a quick reaction from you. When you heard President highlighting this in Sona 2019, what did you feel? How, how, what was your reaction? One take home I took from the President's speech in this respect <clears throat> was uh, about the need for students and management to really work together. Um, at DUT, since the beginning of this year, we arranged a number of uh, daily meetings with the SRC to be able to identify any difficulties and have the relevant authorities in management in, in our student services division uh, deal with those issues. And as I said earlier, I've had four or five meetings since the beginning of this year uh, when matters needed to be escalated uh, to my level. And actually, the morning of Tuesday... Uh, the afternoon of which the death took place. Mm -hmm. That morning, there had been a four-hour meeting with management, with the SRC, 
going through several issues. And in fact, by and large, there had been uh, uh, a common understanding reached on some of the issues. I'm trying to be careful to say a common understanding because it doesn't mean that all the issues that had been put on the table <coughs> excuse me uh, there are issues that were quite difficult for us to uh, to reach any agreement on because mm -hmm. they depend on national policy mm -hmm. uh, for example students would like uh, uh, the student leadership would like some of the students who, or all of the students who do bachelors of technology mm. uh, to be funded by NESFAS. Mm. Uh, NESFAS funds some of the programs, but not all the BTEC programs. But it's not up to the university to, to decide where the funding goes. Well, the, the policy does not allow that to okay. happen. And, and was uh, this explained to the students, that understanding? Yes, yes. Okay. It, it, it was explained to the mm. students, yes, yeah. Okay, we're going to leave it there, Prof, because we do have a caller on the line. I've got, uh, I think it's Mr. Pillay who is on line one. Good afternoon, Mr. Pillay. Good afternoon, madam. Uh, just two things uh, that you need to clear up that you've mentioned in the past few minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, you, you mentioned, you asked the gentleman, what support have you all given to the family? Not, not trying to sound insensitive. Uh, shouldn't that question be put to the SRC? Because they are the ones that call the protest. It wasn't the DUT that called the protest. And secondly, you said that uh, the, uh, you haven't met their demands. You know their demands are outrageous. And secondly, and then we can we can actually add to that. What do the students give in return for the institution? Uh, what you call uh, giving into the demands? Number one, discipline, nothing, zero. So maybe you can elaborate on that. Thank you very much for your comments there, Mr. Pillay. Really, really relevant questions there. And uh, we're going to go to, um, just to clear up a few issues that Mr. Pillay wanted us to clear up. Professor Mtembu um, did say that the student uh, is a student at the Durban University of Technology. He is enrolled. And so the DUT will offer some assistance to the family, of course, but they have to speak to the family itself. And uh, as you heard uh, Mr. Mtembu rightly saying, that he will not go on record because the this is not a transaction of such. And uh, is it right, uh, Prof, that you, you this is not something that you're going to come on air and just say, well, we're giving the family this and, and that's the support they're getting. Hmm. And it, it's, it, it's a negotiated deal. It's not even a negotiation. <laughs> as, as I explained earlier, mm. as, as, as a matter of routine, mm. when a student has died, DUT um, does support the family. We even have uh, an insurance policy that uh, helps us with that support. Mm. Uh, so it's not a matter of negotiation. It's just a matter of routine. Mm -hmm. But I thought Mr. Pillay was saying, well, why should we be asking DUT mm. uh, about any support? We should be hearing from the SRC what kind of support they are giving uh, the to the family well. because they are the ones who had uh, organized the action and, and, and so forth. So well, Prof, that, we, we did, invite, I, we did yeah. invite the DUT SRC president here, and that's yeah. Sianda Godlimpi. Yeah. Um, he did say that he will be coming onto the program, but unfortunately he's not uh, in studio with us right now. Yeah. got a WhatsApp message that's coming through. Um, I am, um, I think the person means disgusted with the manner 
in which DUT is selecting students to the different companies to do their internship. Okay, this is an, another issue that uh, DUT will have to deal with and talking about NASFAS and uh, the assistance that NASFAS uh, does give students. And as you heard uh, Prof telling us about that, they do not decide who gets the NASFAS grant. Is that correct, Prof? Yes, uh, we get lists. In, in, the applications are not even sent to us as mm. DUT. All uh, applications to NASFAS are sent to its its office in, in Cape Town. And then it's uh, NASFAS that processes the applications mm. and then sends lists to universities of students who would have been accepted into the, system, into the NASFAS system. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Prof, we're going to leave it there. We have a caller on the line. I have Peter from Pinetown. Good afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon. Before I ask, I have to tell you something. I just wanted to know, these universities in and around the provinces, do they fall under the jurisdiction of the MEC of Education? Um, well, not the MEC of Education, but the, under the Ministry of Higher Education and Training. Where is that? Central government or local government? National. National government. Fine, ma'am. Then the first question is, I go with condolences to this family. But the student unrest, they are coming leaders of, of the forthcoming years ahead. Their behavior in this regard is totally not acceptable. They, they, if they wanted to protest, they have the massive ground in and around Durban. They could have vented this anger because tomorrow they go back to the very home that they came from, where they have broken windows and destroyed items. Secondly, the... the the, the uh, president made out a statement that 274,000 students or something will be getting education. But last year, or at the beginning of this year, it was mentioned that 800 students, 800,000 are passing out of the local colleges. Now, what is going to happen in the forthcoming year? Is any provision made? Is any planning in states? These are the questions that one needs to be asked. What planning is being done? What representation is being made from the universities to central government to say, mm. stop, we're not going to conduct education mm. until you sort this out? Okay, thank you very much for your comment there, Peter. We uh, did manage to uh, track down an interview with Naledi Pandor, and she is the Minister for Higher Education and Training. She was speaking to Stephen Krutus. We'll play that interview uh, in in a short while, and you can get some answers from there. The number to call us on is 0893108789. Oh, yes, and Peter, you can listen to Newsbreak during the week, and uh, of course, we will get our journalists to investigate that uh, particular story and the questions that you are asking. 089 Nine three one zero eight seven eight nine. Salim is on line one. Good afternoon, Salim. Good afternoon, Salman. Good afternoon, Yes. You see, the sole purpose of the colleges or university is for purpose of education. Students are going there, and you know they're putting down demands. A lot of these demands or the activities of the students are around political issues. Politicians and political parties are getting around the students and making it a militant campus to cause disruption. Many students' lives are disrupted. Exams couldn't be written. Children, the students were sitting in a classroom with checks out of classroom and lectures cannot go on. Is this the kind of behavior we want to tolerate? You see, why should education be free? When they finish their studies, they should pay back the money. They should pay back the money because end of the day, they're going to get an ability, or they, when they get their jobs, they must pay. 
Okay, thank you for your comment there, Salim. 089 or you can WhatsApp your messages on 0716137803. Prof, we're going to be wrapping up with you now because I understand that you do have another appointment. But very quickly, can you tell us, has the death of Mlungisi uh, Madonsela impacted on the reputation of DUT at all? Certainly this death impairs our reputation beyond measure. Because even though the context is very clear mm. and a number of your listeners have have uh, talked about issues of discipline, of behavior, of what the purpose, the last caller Salim, of what the purpose of education is and, and how we get embroiled in all sorts of uh, the national or regional politics that we really have very little to do mm. as universities. Uh, the reality is that this happened at DOT. Um, and it it uh, begins to um, uh, tarnish our image. There are questions that could be asked about is our security intact mm. uh, and so forth. Questions about the uh, security uh, plan and establishment at the university and how it interacts with students, whether management uh, keeps engaged with the student leadership and so on. There are so many questions that could be asked about this. Mm. So it certainly impairs our uh, reputation as a university. We hope that we will learn quite a lot uh, from this as the university, uh, both uh, the student leadership and students themselves and management and, and, and the rest of our staff. Okay. Prof, as we wrap up, uh, just some points that uh, Peter did bring up, and I think it was Salim as well. We do know that the case against the four uh, Durban University of Technology students has been struck off the court roll at the Durban Magistrates Court. Um, Both the murder and public violence dockets will be transferred to the Organized Crime Unit for further investigation. That's according to uh, police spokesperson Tembeka Mbele. Well, that case has certainly not died down. And uh, like the president asked in the State of the Nation address, it is going to be investigated and hopefully there will be some sort of uh, resolution or some sort of conclusion to that particular case. Also, we got news just in is that the DUT will be holding a memorial service on Tuesday for the student that died during the protest action earlier in the week. And that was uh, 20-year-old Mlungisi Madonsela. Prof, just before we say goodbye to you, what happens now? Monday morning, do the students go to campus? We decided on Friday that we will introduce a phased-in reopening process. On Monday, given that there are still so many of our students that would have wanted to register, so many of our students who would like clarity on the residences they could go into, uh, that we will open uh, for administrative purposes, uh, not for for classes so classes remain or lectures remain suspended yeah. and we'll just deal with all these administrative issues on uh, on monday probably tuesday too we will have a meeting as management to chart the way forward um, uh, especially after the memorial service we wouldn't like to make too many um, announcements now because then we end up uh, uh, creating all sorts of conflicts yeah. uh, 
when we have not even had a memorial service. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Professor, thank you very much for joining us on Newsbreak Talk this afternoon. We're going to have to let you go. I do know that you have another appointment. But stay tuned. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. We'd like to know what you have to say about this particular issue and about student protests in general. Should there be responsible protesting? And what does this actually mean for those students who are hard done by and feel that their issues are not being heard? And uh, how do they voice their opinions and how do they voice their concerns responsibly? 089-310-8789, Newsbreak Talk, Lotus FM. I'm Salma Patel. Stay tuned. Azam Flower, because when it comes to family, love is what matters. Millions in Africa love Azam Flower. Be it in roti, cakes, bread or donuts, Azam Flower brings the love alive. Try us, then trust us. SABC Sport continues to celebrate heroes in the world of sport on Playing for the Coach. In this week's episode, the focus is on Kifri Toyana, a prolific left-hander during his playing days. A product of the Soweto Cricket Club. You know, like you must decide, you know, like if you want to stay in my house, you are going to play cricket. And then if you don't, then you must leave. South Africa's first black African franchise coach. Catch the man destined for higher honors. Kifri Toyana, Highfelt Lions High Performance Coach on Playing for the Coach. This Sunday at half past two on SABC1. SABC Sport. For the love of the game. Exactly half past one. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Yes, and those lines are lighting up like a Christmas tree. 089-310-8789. Let's go and speak to Salvin this afternoon. Good afternoon, Salvin. Hi, Salman. Nice to hear you. Salman, I'm going to say it like it is, like I normally do, like Lotus normally does. Uh, I live right next to the University of Devon Westfall. And uh, quite a few times we couldn't go to because of the tire burning. And so being an emotional person that I am, I went up and found out what is the problem today. And the basic problem that day was they were not happy with the accommodation. They say they were not accommodated. And then on doing some consultation, I found out that some of them are still at the university for a longer period. Mm. And they are taking up the place for the newcomers. So this is my own little way. I went around to the community and we tried to get accommodation from houses. So they must make me a Sarafkin, you know. But anyway, on a more serious note, I'm saying that universities and technical colleges must prevent politicians from influencing students to ban tires. Nowhere in the world does it ban in the university. So I'm saying the department and the authorities must stop the tire and anything aggressive in the university immediately and keep away the politicians. Thank you so much, Salma. Thank you for your comments there, Salvin. 089-310-8789. Remember, we'll be playing you that interview from Naledi Pando, who is the Minister of Higher Education and Training, and she will be telling us about what's happening at universities and uh, how that is actually going to be affected or what's going to happen in the next couple of months. Um, Salvin picking up on a very, very pertinent point that politicians must stay out of the universities. But let's find out what Anonymous has to say on line one. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Salma. How are you? Very well. How are you, Anonymous? Okay, well, and a very good afternoon to you, Professor Anket. Um, Look, I've actually got two very, very valid points, okay? One, I'm actually a postgraduate student at the University of Devon, uh, Devon University mm-hmm. of Technology. More specifically, I'm a postgraduate student at the Department of Nursing. 
Now, the postgraduate um, nursing department is actually where the incident occurred. If you actually look at the media coverage, a lot mm-hmm. of people have been talking about the entire incident. Yeah. But they've actually neglected to mention where it actually happened. They are saying Biko. Yes, it is Biko. Mm. But where it actually occurred is at the postgraduate nursing department. So if one actually walks around on any odd day, you would film lots and lots of students actually sitting outside the uh, uh, department, drinking, there's bottles thrown all over. It's really, really pathetic. Okay, so that's something really, really to note. But just, uh, just anonymous, isn't there security on campus that takes care of things like this? Well, look, what can security do? I want to know, what can they do? Because when this innocent woman actually tried to, you know, stop the whole incident from happening, she had a face bashed in, okay? And, and then we very quick to point fingers at security who actually tried to enable the entire thing to me is actually an act of self-defense. So yes, I really, my uh, heart goes out. Anonymous, very quickly, out. there was a lady that was uh, uh, yes, attacked. Yes, So this yes, is now was, violence against women. Yes, again, it's violence against women. And, and now, if you actually look, speak to eyewitnesses that were around campus on that day, they will tell you from the morning, these a group of students, EFF supporters, we're sitting right outside those gates that we're trying to be bashed in them, you know, uh, and they were sort of drinking themselves into a frenzy. And that's when it happened. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there, Anonymous. We seem to have lost your call. But thank you for bringing up those points. Unfortunately, we don't have the DUT SRC president, Sesyanda Godlimpi, here in studio with us to respond. Um, He was invited as a guest, but I'm told that he has not arrived as yet. And uh, yeah, well, well, we have to put those questions to him a little later and uh, bring it to you on Newsbreak during the week. 0893108789, that's the number you can call me on. My old friend Louis Pillay is on the line. Good afternoon, Louis. Good afternoon, Ms. Patel. How are you? I'm very well, Mr. Pillay. How are you? Uh, oh, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Too what, well. What's your comment this afternoon? It, it's around about the security issue, though. If you've got over 100 securities, only six of them could carry firearms. And what's the need to carry a firearm instead of carrying shields? I mean, they can protect themselves. But, it's, you know, it, it was uncalled for to use a firearm in that case. I don't know if you can elaborate on that. Okay, Mr. Pillay, but we do know that when protests or any protest action happens, um, police are told not to fire into the crowd. So you have to fire warning shots either on the ground or... Well, those investigations are still continuing. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, thanks, Mr. Pillay. I have Mr. Govinda on the line. Uh, Good afternoon, Mr. Govinda. Good afternoon to you, ma'am. I'd just like to comment on the fact that should we have people protesting and such, there's no need for violence. You bring your point across mm. clearly that, you know what, this is what we are protesting about. Mm. And you safeguard your own students. You are killing your own brothers in, this, in, a, in, a, in a event of, of having violence on, on campus and violence on strikes. My whole point is this. To what vein? Mm. Okay. I think, you know, the students that are striking to realize that They've got fellow brothers, fellow sisters who them. Respect their lives. Okay, very pertinent point there. Thank you very much, Mr. Governor. Respect their lives. I think that's one of the basis of, of uh, one of the key issues here, that everyone should respect life. And uh, it doesn't matter who they are, where they come from. Yes, you want to get your point across, but 
really, we're looking at the point now of responsible protests. How do we get our voices heard and how do we protest responsibly? Um, 0893108789. You can WhatsApp me as well on the number 0716137803. We're going to listen now to uh, a quick uh, interview that was brought. Oh, I'm told that I do have an urgent caller on the line. It's another anonymous. Good afternoon, anonymous. Hello. Uh, good afternoon, ma'am. Thanks. Good show. Okay, go ahead. Hello? Need to go. No, we seem to be having a problem with that line. I think uh, we're going to ask Anonymous to call uh, in again. Um, we can hear that he's driving and uh, he can't. we can't actually have a good line there. So let's quickly go to that interview and hear what Naledi Pandor, the Minister of Higher Education and, and Training, has told Stephen Curtis about uh, her reaction to uh, the incidents that have uh, erupted at campuses across the country and especially here in KwaZulu-Natal. And uh, what's being done? What is she asking for when it comes to responsibility? protesting. I just am terribly saddened by the death of this young man and I wish to again express my condolences uh, to his family. There's nothing more terrible than losing a young person and I really urge all universities to ensure any security establishment they use has attention to ensuring that the means are not fatal, um, that they're not exacerbating uh, the anger feeling that uh, we're not responsive by, you know, using live ammunition and so on. And I think universities in employing uh, such companies in a civil institution uh, should try to ensure that such persons are trained in measures that don't require uh, extreme force in order to address. But then again, we as the protesters must ensure uh, we are not using bricks, we're not violent, Uh, We're not burning down buildings, burning down property of staff or indeed of the institution. So I think on all sides, really, uh, there has to be a restraint. But the security establishment, I think, has to be dealt with very harshly. There are also protests at WITS. Uh, It seems that rubbish has been strewn, that there's Mm -hmm. been disruptions. I mean, we haven't actually officially started the academic year at most of these institutions. Mm. Do you think students need to take a breath or do you think that the university management need to take a breath or both sides? Well, I understand they're talking, and and I'm hoping out of the uh, discussions a resolution will emerge. I'm told that uh, some of these uh, students who were protesting at this were individuals wearing masks on their faces. So I I find the report quite worrying, Uh, and so I'm keen to know, were these actually registered students, and why did they feel that they needed to cover their faces uh, in the way that has been suggested? by a statement issued by uh, the management. Um, so one begins to ask, is there some mischief out there uh, rather than uh, genuine issues that are being placed on the table by students? And we've got the situation where, you know, students are, are literally, in, in some cases it seems, students are basically asking for accommodation. They've got nowhere to live. I mean, we've all heard the stories about the students living in the library. And yet it's not necessarily what hasn't been in the past, the responsibility of a university to house every student who's accepted. There's no country in the world that does it, uh, that provides housing for every student. You just cannot. We have some residence accommodation. Universities have indicated the size of that. 
we are involved in quite a significant build program to improve the availability of beds at our institutions, uh, but this is a new infrastructure program. So I do think students must also help us by being reasonable. If you're a NISFAS beneficiary, we do provide some funding for you to either secure accommodation at the university or lease accommodation, which is approved by the university. So I am trying even to understand what is actually happening and who's driving this and what is the actual intention. There are genuine concerns. These we must find a way of addressing. But the public of South Africa is already making more than 20 billion rands available to support students who are in financial need. And really to seek more than is being done within available public resources, of which there's a scarcity, I think is... Uh, something that really we need to be quite cautious about. Having said that, doesn't mean I don't support genuine need, nor uh, does it mean I don't believe we must address uh, where real need exists. Some powerful comments coming through there from uh, Naledi Pando, who is the Minister of Higher Education and Training. One of the pertinent points that she did pick up is that no country in the world provides housing for all university students and that students need to be reasonable. I wish we had uh, Sesyanda Godlimpi here in studio with us as we invited him. Uh, that's the DR, DUT SRC president and uh, he would uh, obviously answer those questions for us and uh, give us the student side of exactly what happened on that campus. 089 is the number you can call us on. I have uh, a WhatsApp from Mrs. Chetty who says students must behave like students. If they're pro- Protesting, they must not become violent and protest, or rather, protest peacefully. Therefore, you cannot blame the security for the action they have taken. Uh, thank you for your comment, Mrs. Chetty. But as you heard uh, the uh, Minister Pandor mentioning that uh, maybe there needs to be better training as well of these security forces so that they don't respond with violence. And uh, also students need to be responsible in that regard in that they don't will ensure that they don't carry bricks when they are telling people, you know, or highlighting their problems on campus. 089-310-8789. Ha! I have Anonymous back on the line. Good afternoon, Anonymous. Sorry we lost you there for a minute. Yes, ma'am. I'm driving. First, I'd like to give my condolences to them. Madam, I'd like to say I'm a tracker on the road. People need to see these strikes all over on the road, the protest. Mm. They are very violent. Very, very, very violent. So how do somebody protect themselves against these violent people? Yeah. And and, and the caller suddenly made a good point. Mm. If these kids who are going to college right now is getting it for free, they should put back something so the next kids also can gain. Thank you very much for your comment there, Anonymous. And we do appreciate you being on the road and, and being a trucker as well and giving us your time. Uh, thanks, no problem, madam. Thank you very much. And you always have a home here at Lotus FM. 089-310-8789, coming up to almost a quarter to two right now. Uh, we're talking about uh, student protesting. And do you think that students need to be a bit responsible? Do you think that the security forces need not to respond with violence? But then how do you protect yourself when you've got a projectile or a brick 
uh, aiming at you and coming at you straight. What do you do? We heard uh, one of the callers, Anonymous, who says she's a postgraduate uh, nursing college, or she is at the uh, postgraduate nursing college there at the Durban University of Technology. And uh, she actually saw one of the staff members who was attacked and uh, also in a very bad way. It was a lady who was attacked. So that also speaks to violence against women. Do these protesters not take that into account? And is it just mob mentality that takes hold of them? How do we responsibly or how do we protest responsibly? 089-310-8789. Sheila, I haven't spoken to you in ages. How are you, Sheila? I'm fine. And yourself? I'm well, thank you, Sheila. Go ahead with your point, please. Yes, I just want to say that um, this uh, kind of protest will never stop in this country because we have leadership who are so irresponsible. As you can see, uh, if leadership and integrity and responsibility, the entire country will then function effectively. And the other thing is that it's a parent's responsibility to raise a child and to educate a child. Mm. And, you know, when we were in school, our parents didn't pay, if they couldn't afford to send us to tertiary institution, we worked and studied. Mm-hmm. We didn't say that we want things for free. Mm. And so these children must be taught those things. Mm. They can't just go there and burn institutions of learning, mm. uh, throw stones, and, and then when somebody gets killed, we make a big blah, blah, blah. And when an educator slaps somebody because the child is continuously misbehaving, and then we side with the children. But and that's I think the point, Sheila. You're bringing up something very interesting here. You're talking about high school, so the transition from high school to uh, higher education education and training, yes, of course. I think it starts, uh, Does the discipline start in high school? It starts right down from the bottom, early childhood learning, where I was just reading something where in Japan, for the first three uh, up to grade four, they don't have any tests or examination. They spend time teaching children respect and how ethical values. Mm. So I think we should start doing that in our schools Mm. right from the start and teach them what is ethical values and how to behave and manage it because obviously it's not being taught at home because parents tend to side with the children no matter how mis how they misbehave. And uh, this is becoming a big issue Mm. in our schools and our universities and burning institutions when we can't afford to rebuild those institutions. And then if you burn the institution, where will you study? Where will you learn? Thank you very much for your comment there, Sheila. We are going to make space for other callers to call in. The number is 089-310-8789. And as you heard, Professor Tandwa Mtembu, who graciously joined us in studio this afternoon, he's the uh, DUT Vice-Chancellor. He did mention that students and management are always working together. And uh, when those problems are escalated to his office, he does deal with them when uh, that comes to his door. 089 We're talking about responsible protesting. Isn't it time that uh, students and management play the game together and learn to work hand in hand? Now, Lady Pandor, the Minister of Higher Education and Training, uh, in that interview a short while ago, she said no country in the world provides housing for all students, and that's uh, at university level. So students also need to be responsible.
in the way that they protest and, and get their points across. 089-310-8789 got a WhatsApp message coming through on 0716137803. Um, Anonymous tells us, unfortunately, the modus operandi is that of a particular political party. Do you really think so? Well, unfortunately, the genuine issues of the students are being used for a political campaign. The loss of any life is uncalled for. However, what is lost in the narrative is the injuries to people and damage to property prior to the unfortunate incident. The irony of these protests is that whilst the fullest movement fought for the poor security guards, but they are the first to be attacked. Well, unfortunately, that is true because they're the first line of defense. 089-310-8789. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. This week on Special Assignment, we bring you more revelations from our investigations into widespread abuse of young boys at Burgess Soccer Academies. Amid astounding allegations of neglect and abuse, two young boys mysteriously lost their lives. Watch Special Assignment Sunday evening at 9.30 on SABC3 and the News Channel 404. Coming up to almost 10 to 2 right now. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. And those phone lines are not stopping, lighting up like Diwali Day right now. 089-310-8789 is the number you can call me on. And uh, let me know your opinion. We're talking about responsible protesting uh, in the backdrop of the uh, incident at the Durban University of Technology where a student was unfortunately killed, and that's Mlungisi Madonsela. Is it one student, one too many? You can call me in studio 089-310-8789 and on WhatsApp as well on 0716137803. Got a message through coming from another anonymous who says the students are irresponsible. Why are they studying if the call uh, if the call educated? Okay, they want everything free. Uh, and they fight, I think that they should assess them uneducated to getting a free education. Okay, thank you for your point there, Anonymous. I've got Mr. D. Pillay who's on the line. Good afternoon, Mr. Pillay. Hi, Mr. Pillay. Okay, Mr. Pillay, we're going to ask you to please turn down the volume of your radio. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me, ma'am? Yes, Mr. Pillay. Go ahead with your comment, sir. Uh, yes, yeah. This morning, because of chaos in Terra State, we are having trouble with damaging officers and this state trucks. Okay, we seem to have lost Mr. Pillay there, but I did manage to get the crux of something there. Mr. Pillay is alleging that uh, there is a protest happening at Clare Estate this afternoon. Uh, we did get some messages coming through about that, so you can stay close to Lotus FM News at uh, 2 o'clock and uh, following bulletins. We will keep you updated because I am editing this afternoon and we'll definitely try and get that story for you. 089-310-8789. Mr. Govinda, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Hi, Mr. Governor. Go ahead with your comment. I uh, say I'm hearing all these comments from others and things. And I've been reading the paper quite often. The students that are sympathized with the family, my condolences go to them. But the thing is, what action, what were you in the process of doing at the time you got shot? Uh, and another thing is, what I believe, you are supposed to torch a vehicle, mm. not considering what's going to happen to the driver of the vehicle. Mm. There's no talk about that. Yeah. There's no mention about that. 
It's always the security, security, security. Mm. The security tries to save a life. Mm. These students block the way of the ambulance coming in. So who do you blame? Okay, thank you for your comment there, Mr. Governor. We did hear Professor Mtembu telling us that uh, there were rocks placed on the road and uh, that in the ambulance, yes, it was blocked from actually coming in, but a private uh, van was used and uh, Mr. Madoncela was put into that van and unfortunately he couldn't make it. He he did succumb to his injuries and that resulted in the loss of life. 089-310-8789, responsible protesting. Is that what South Africa re- needs right now? Or um, should we... Uh, actually take the fact that Naledi Pando mentioned in her interview that, you know what, there might be something more sinister behind this. There might be someone instigating or something instigating this whole uh, entire issues. Uh, 0893108789. I have another comment that's coming through, but let me let me uh, go to the calls right now. Mr. D. Moodley is on the line. Good afternoon. Uh, hi, hi, ma'am. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. My, my comment would be, I would actually agree with the caller before this. And uh, also, I'd also like to pass my condolences to the family, to the bereaving family. But my question is, if the security guard had to be killed, would we still be having the same conversations with the same questions be coming up? <laughs> Very good point there, Mr. Woodley. Thank you for your comment there. 089 Turning it around just a little bit, turning those tables. So if the security guard was killed in this particular incident, would we even be having this conversation? 089 We're talking about responsible protesting. We heard uh, from Professor Tandwam Tembu, the DUT Vice-Chancellor, and we also heard an interview by Naledi Pando, the Minister of Higher education and training where she says maybe students should look at being reasonable and looking at responsible protesting so you want to get your point across but don't get your point across with a brick in your hand i uh, got a, a message from i think it's linda kutle smalls who is in durban and uh, they say i think students are not actually fighting for education they are fighting so that nasfas gives their money to stay in residence with their boyfriends and girlfriends. Well, that's your opinion, Linda Gutle. Thank you very much for that one. 089-310-8789. News, uh, just to update you on some of the comments that came through as well. We do know that the case against the four DUT students uh, has been struck off the court roll at the Durban Magistrates Court. And um, according to the KZN police spokesperson, Tembe Kambele, she says both the murder and public violence dockets will be transferred to the organized crime unit for further investigation. This was after uh, the 20-year-old student Mlungisi Madoncela was shot and killed outside uh, DUT's uh, Steve Biko campus on on Tuesday last week after a scuffle between students and campus security guards. And uh, Professor Mtembu did outline that the university does remain closed. Uh, Certain portions of it uh, will be open for administrative purposes. And um, yeah, the academic program for now has been suspended. So they will be communicating with the student body as soon as they decide on a way forward. 089-310-8789. Logan Chetty is on line one. Good afternoon, Logan. Uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity. I must state uh, clearly here, this country has been doing so much for the students over the years. I think, you know, the students must appreciate what the government is doing for them. And for them to be in a mess like taking bricks and throwing at security guards and breaking buildings, it's not acceptable in this day and age. So we appeal to the students now to, to really, really come back to the learning and educating themselves. 
We cannot accept things like this in this country. Thank you. Thank you for your comment there, Mr. Logan Chetty. 089-310-8789. Would be nice if we had some students who would give us their comments. I mean, you're the ones who are actually going to the campus um, and you're the ones who have to put up and, and see all this violence in front of you. Um, you may have taken a student loan. Your parents may be working very, very hard to put you through campus right now. And um, now the academic program has been suspended. How do you feel? Come, you've got five minutes to call me and tell me what you think about this particular incident. 089-310-8789. I got a comment uh, coming through from Vijay who says, fight fire with fire. You cannot deal with violent protesters by throwing popcorn at them. Yeah, point taken there, Vijay. 089-310-8789. And that WhatsApp number is 071 713-7803. Well, we did hear from uh, Professor Mtembu that uh, the DUT will hold a memorial service on Tuesday for the student that died in that protest earlier this week. And uh, that student is Mlungisi Madonsela, who unfortunately passed away in the clash between security and students that happened at the campus. 089-310-8789 is the number you can call us on. Well, the facts at hand, we do know is that uh, DUT spokesperson Alan Khan has told us and and we also heard from Professor Mtembu that the institution has been closed until further notice. Um, There will be an investigation as to determine why live ammunition was used and they're also busy with investigations. So cannot confirm as to who shot or who fired that particular shot that resulted in the death of Mlungisi Madonsela. But he says that he can confirm that there was an attack by these students to the security people that are working there. One of the callers did call in and tell us uh, anonymous, and she told us that one of the student or one of the uh, employees at the university was also attacked when she tried to intervene. Unfortunately, she'd had uh, to go for multiple operations and uh, nobody cared that she was a woman and she was trying to resolve some of these issues. They just attacked her as well. And uh, well, what happened to violence against women and uh, being responsible South Africans? 089-310-8789. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Do you have some interesting news? Email the team newsbreak at sabc.co.za. Fax us on 031-362-5128 or call 031-362-5305. Well, there you have it. We have Nikki on the line. Very quickly, Nikki, before we wrap up, give us your comment. Hi, Selma. Hi, Nikki. Thank you. Yes. Listen, let's let's, um, be realistic here. The aggressive attitude of the students will continue as long as the EFF have a dominant role to play with all the SRCs in South Africa. At the moment, I believe that the universities and colleges should ban all politically branded T-shirts and other items in their institutions. Well, taking drastic measures there, Nikki. And one more caller I have on the line, Anonymous, very quickly, because we only have a minute. Give us your comment, Anonymous. Uh, good afternoon, Salman. Good afternoon to the listeners. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, I just want to say at this day and age, it's unexpected that students would carry out themselves in this manner. 
But the problem is that a lot of people politically didn't realize that there was a revolution and this country was won over. But <laughs> yeah. there was an aspect coming after that, the real revolution. Yeah. And it started from the time of the government chaos and then we had organized chaos. And that's why educated people are able to do this. It's all called organized chaos. From the government right down to the ground level now. And where there's chaos, there's opportunity, isn't it? Thank you very much. Thank you for your comments there, Anonymous. Well, that's where we're going to have to leave today's program. Brought to you courtesy of the team, uh, producer uh, Rachel Vardy and uh, Tashlin Naidu. And of course, uh, we this uh, program was produced by Taresh Hari Prashad. Well, we will be back tomorrow morning, bright and early between 6 and 7. But right now, it's time for news with Navita. News break. Lotus FM. Powered by SABC News.